Welcome to the Honesty Policy Hour. I'm your host, Stephanie Murray, and it's time to put everything on the table on this beautiful journey of healing all areas of our lives, one deep conversation at a time. Hello and welcome everyone listening. This is really exciting. This is the first time I've done something like this. It's been a bit of a wild ride the last few weeks. Uh, This whole pregnancy actually has been incredibly triggering and emotional and just all the feelings this pregnancy. And I feel that I've been tested so much in regards to the sickness that's popped up. It's been really interesting. However, we're moving through it. Um, and I think vulnerability has been my biggest saving grace these last few weeks because obviously when you're feeling a little bit out of it and, you know, pregnancy hormones and lack of interaction and adult conversations, it's it can be a lot. And um, using your vulnerability and using the people around you to really lean in and talk about what's really going on. Um, you can get some incredible golden nuggets of advice and um, I definitely did. This is why I'm wanting to share this episode. So it's a quick episode um, and just a bit of a takeaway of all my favorite pieces of advice that have really saved me these last few weeks. I cannot believe how just a few different shifts of perspective can really just change your way of living, of mothering, of being, and um, communicating. So I really wanted to share this with you guys because I think um, – yeah, I just hope that it helped helps one of you just as much as it helped me. So so I've accumulated these five pieces from the advice of people I surround myself with. I am so grateful and blessed to be surrounded by so many powerful mums, so many like-minded mums, so many mums who are just full of wisdom and full of love and I'm just really blessed for you guys. So if you're hearing your pieces of advice, thank you in advance. Um, But the first one was uh, be at baseline. This one had, yeah, this one really saved me. This is why it's number one because I feel that it it kind of did help the most. Um, So be at baseline means keeping your emotions at baseline. Um, we spoke about this in my previous episode. Miss Rain, thank you very much if you're listening. Um, you saved me so much these last few weeks. Uh, so when you come above baseline, so baseline is cool, calm, collected, feeling, just feeling grounded. When you become above that baseline, it's when emotions can take over. You're feeling sense of frustration and anger and sadness and all the things that can really affect your mood in that moment. So when you're coming above, you can make irrational decisions, start yelling, start just doing things out of anger, and which is really easy when you're super frustrated, super unwell, have a sick child. It's all kind of happening. So being at baseline just means that being, sorry, above baseline just means that it's really hard to come down back from. So when you just, when you lose it or when I tend to lose it, those emotions can take over the day or it can just be really hard to go back to baseline. So keeping there has been key. And I know it kind of sounds like just don't get angry, but using those words really flipped the perspective for me. I was able to just breathe through it, acknowledge it, let it pass, 
and then kind of assess, all right, what was it that really pissed me off there? Is it because that happened earlier on top of all the other things that happened earlier that day or, yeah, what what was it? And allowing it to pass, which it always does, was like, okay, I'm actually really happy I did that because if I didn't let it pass, I would be in a completely different state. My son would receive a completely different staff, a completely different mum, and I'm so glad that I am at baseline and I am that person I am through it, through that really hard emotion. So that was piece of advice number one. The second one was your first pregnancy is the only one you get to enjoy properly. And I know this sounds weird, but it's so true because even though my first pregnancy was quite hard with the nausea, I was sick for like for 23 weeks. It was really intense. Um, but I was able to sleep. I was able to rest. I was able to just be and just enjoy it. And when I was actually well and just experience all the awesome, beautiful, magical things that we experience for the first time being in a, um, having your first pregnancy. Because with the second pregnancy, you're unable to do those, unable to rest. You're unable to to really just be with your emotions and take time as much as you would with your second. You know, the hormones are going absolutely crazy. So understanding them and having the time to just sit and be doesn't really exist with your, with your second or third or fourth pregnancy, anything above your first. So there's just no relaxing. There's no time to rest, to nest as much as what you did the first time. And, you know, with this pregnancy, I've been quite sick. I was sick for probably only up until 12 weeks and it went away straight away. However, I still found it harder because I had my son to deal with. I had my son to try and occupy and I just couldn't just sit on the couch and binge TV during the nausea. I had to still be a mum. I still had to cook. I still had to clean. I still had to do all the things. Um, and that piece of advice, it it made me understand because what I was comparing my first pregnancy, my this pregnancy to my first one, and knowing that. I don't get that rest and then I don't get to enjoy the new feelings for the first time as much as I did now. It's it's not giving me a false sense of comparison. I'm not compare, comparing it to my first pregnancy as much because it's not the same. I'm not alone anymore. I have a child. So that really flipped it as well and that gave me a different sense of perspective too and it allowed me to realize, all right, this pregnancy is different. I have a son life is hectic and this is just the way it is. It is not going to be me sitting pretty and all pregnant going, woo, it's, you know, all beautiful and butterflies and rainbows. It's just not like that this time. I'm still running around chasing a toddler. The third piece of advice is newborn. The second newborn is easier than the first. You know what to expect. You have the wisdom of the first child to let it and breathe through it and to be able to understand that everything will always be okay. You're not comparing or not comparing you're not freaking out about the rashes and the sleepless nights and the and the little things and the fevers and the flus and the colds and all the things that you know are just a part of an, uh, of of a child's life and something that you just have to let be and flow through and that was such a really pe- beautiful piece of advice because a big part of this sort of first trimester has been really being nervous and scared about having two children, having to do it times two, 
you know, you can have your really hard days with one and the thought of having two can really put a lot of fear into your day. And especially when you have those hard days, you're like, how the fuck am I going to do this with two kids? I can't even handle one right now. So knowing that the second newborn is easier, that really gave me a sense of ease because I, like I said, I have been fearful of having two and it had put me at ease so much knowing that everyone I've spoken to, well, most people, one person did it, but most people did, said that it's so much easier um, with the two because you're not, you know, the, the two, especially when, I think once they get a little bit older as well, they've, they've got each other. You, it's not just one set of eyes all the time. You, they have each other to kind of to play and to grow and to be by each other's sides and, you know, and the thought of of seeing Atlas with an with another baby with another child of mine it, it just makes it just melts my heart and I've also heard that a lot so when you see your new baby with your existing child it is the most beautiful thing in the world and I'm really looking forward to that the fourth piece of advice um mothering means you're always tired I know that sounds so silly but that changed my perspective immediately so uh, it it just I can't I can't explain how much this piece of advice actually shifted my perspective with just being a mum it it sounds so silly because it's it just a, it sounds like a silly piece of advice but I think I'm always it's something like when people ask you I always say I'm just tired and I think subconsciously I'm trying to always escape that and I'm comparing to my energy levels prior to children, which doesn't exist. So knowing that the fact that I will always be tired as long as I have small children, it it eases my stresses because I'm like, all right, this is just going to be me for a little bit. I can do things to alleviate, like have, you know, make sure I go to bed a bit earlier, make sure I'm nourishing myself with good foods, making sure I'm doing some form of movement every day to really boost my endorphins and my energy. You know, you need um, expend energy to receive energy. I'm a huge believer of that and I feel it every day when I do move, how much more energy I have. But the baseline of feeling tired and exhausted, really always giving, and it's an emotional thing too. It's not always a physical. You are always giving, and it's a the, the reward is is always there, and it's huge when it's there, but it's not always there. So the tiredness is something that is always going to be there, and I'm I'm chasing that energy prior to being a mother is just unrealistic. I accept being tired and understanding I'm going to be tired for a little while. So that was a really beautiful piece of advice um, and just made me understand that she's just going to be it for a bit. And it's not giving me any false sense of energy levels or just, yeah, this is just it. And that really saved me as well. Now, the fifth piece of advice I said the first one was a huge one, but this one is actually the big, biggest one. Come to think of it again, I'm going to repeat it because I can't explain how much this means. Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. What a gift you are to come back to your family once you have taken a break. What a gift you are to yourself. What a gift you are to your energy levels. What a gift you are 
to come back. You are a new person a couple of hours and it doesn't have to be daily. I know that's a little bit unrealistic for some people, but, you know, if they're napping um, or when hubby comes home or in the mornings, if you get up a little bit earlier before, if, they're still, if they get up at a reasonable hour, whatever it is, taking that time for yourself to do something for you. It could be small from meditating to exercising to doing a couple of breath work to prayer to to whatever it is. But if you can get a few hours to yourself on a weekly basis, Sundays, Saturdays, I'm going out for brekkie, I'm going out to do this, I'm going out for a long walk, I'm doing something besides the groceries, first of all. I know that can be an outing for some people. But taking time for yourself, I just, oh, I think listening to myself recalling these pieces of advice, they didn't exist in a stressful body. I remembered once I took the time for myself and had time to come back to me, it was that the week of Atlas being sick and hubby being sick at the same time and I didn't have much help with him. So I was doing everything. However, he was attached to me and I had no no rest. And when he was asleep, all I wanted to do was just zone out and sleep as well. And once I took that Sunday, I just said to my husband, I, I just need a few hours. So he took him, he took my son to his, the my in-laws and they spent the afternoon there. And I cooked, I danced, I cleared out my space. I was able just to to do some journaling and just be in my body and just really be in that moment. And as I was driving, I felt my body at a like a blanket foundation of I feel so connected. I feel so myself. I feel so at ease. I don't feel stressed. And doing those things that I love to do for myself, I love cooking, I love dancing, I love listening to my favorite music. And it was just, it was just so liberating. And driving, it was like, bang, bang. Oh my God. Remember she said that? Remember she said that? They all came to me at that one moment. Like I said, these pieces of advice don't exist in a stressful body. You're listening, but you're not really listening because you're thinking about everything else that's going on in your life when, you know, you're you're still in mum mode. But once you're giving that time to feel your emotions and hear what's happening in your head and just being, it is such a gift. I had the time to be me and just just sat in the sun as well and just was the, the gratitude I felt in that moment was incredible. I just, I had a cry, I let go and I let go of every single piece of expectation I had of myself and that is incredibly freeing for a mother. The liberation that was felt is indescribable. Most of the time I had. So once I returned to my family, I could see clearly this is the place where beautiful things happen. Words come to you, clarity, appreciation. Don't wait for the unbearable times to take a break. So humans, we are naturally so reactive to our emotions, to our feelings, to sicknesses, to everything. But being proactive 
especially to your mental health and your being able to take time to to be you is is such a gift. The the, the mother I was after that time, especially this this one in particular. I could not wait to see my son and my husband. I couldn't wait to be together and just be. And I just felt so grateful. It's going to be emotional just thinking about it. But it's crazy how you get so in your head and all you can think about is just being away from them. And that's not what you want. It's not what I want. But once you're given that time, you're like, all right, okay, press the reset button. Let's do this again. You are a gift to your family. Take your time, guys. Just take the time. I know you feel guilty doing it, but the person you become once you return is it's it's worth it every single time. And it's something that I've actually made sure that I do on a weekly basis. And I am, yeah, and it's not work. It's not the stuff that you feel like you have to do. It's the stuff that you do for you because you deserve it. We all do. And that's it. That's my five pieces of advice. Um, Thank you for everyone who shared your wisdom to me. You guys have saved my life, my mental health so much the last few weeks with those pieces of of gifts that you were sent to me. Um, And I hope those that are listening have found some beauty in these pieces of advice as well. So thank you so much for listening, guys, wherever you're listening from. Have a beautiful day. Peace. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you received a few good takeaways from the episode. If anyone came to mind while listening, please share it across. Your support will certainly help promote the podcast. To follow everything that I'm doing at the moment, head to my Instagram page, Holistic Healing with Steph Marie. Thanks again for all your support and I'll see you on the next episode for more conversations that are raw, honest and vulnerable.